Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line now from Israel, Avi Kay, our guide for the Kotel Institute of Jerusalem. Avi, good afternoon to you. Thanks once again for joining us. Pleasure, Mark. How are you keeping? Indeed, we've missed you. It's been two weeks, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there last week. There was just a lot going on and unfortunately wasn't able to make the slot. Sure. But hopefully we'll catch up today and just bring you all up to speed. Indeed. Um, my, the, the Kotel, as always, mm-hmm. is the focal point of everybody's prayers at the moment. Right. The war Iron Sword has now gone into its seventh week. It has really taken the emotions and strength of the nation, you know, with it. The there's a huge amount of support, there's a huge amount of unity, but people need to reconnect and people sure. often need to go to a place where they feel that there's something very, very special where they are able to be. So just to pay attention to what's happening at the hotel in the last couple of weeks, last two weeks most probably, is first of all, there's very little tourism, if any. People are not coming in, mm-hmm. and people who are coming in who are not Israelis are really coming for specific functions to help, to volunteer. Many are professionals coming to help in hospitals and in different areas. Mm-hmm. But what the is, is the staging point for people's prayers. Right. The Kotel has put out um, different displays. The one was where all the chair, chairs were put out with the pictures of the 32 children that have been kidnapped and are, are hostages and have not been returned. And that was a very, very moving event that happened there. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's happened is that the president, President Herzog, has come to the Kotel to pray and you, we need to just look at the history. He has an illustrious family. His grandfather was the chief rabbi of Israel after mm. Rabbi Cook, a very, very central figure in the young state of Israel. And um, he read the prayer that his grandfather had written. And, you know, there was just himself, Rabbi Rabinovitz, who's the rabbi of the Western Wall, and the CEO of the Kotel Foundation, standing there having this almost unique little prayer where he really beseeched God on behalf of the nation and that's Jews around the world and all peace-loving people to bring this terrible war to the end, to, to an end. Um, there were also some very uplifting moments where a father from a, a town called Nativot, Nativot is right near um, Gaza, um, a lot of people would know one of its very, very famous residents, the Baba Sali, the great Abolist, lived in Nativot. The town has basically been evacuated, and it's a very, very difficult place to live. But this particular man was praying one day in the synagogue. A shell fell, it splintered, and it wounded him very terribly in the leg. And he was able to recover, and right after coming out of ICU for a month, he came to the Kotel to celebrate his son from Mitzvah. So, you know, that was a very uplifting thing. And then again, someone who I can relate to, unfortunately, on a very personal level, is David Lubin. David Lubin is an American whose daughter, Rose, came to serve in the Israeli army. She served in the Magab, in the border police, and she was stabbed in the old city. No different to our old, to our own son. Um, the difference is that David and his family are going back to America. And he stood at the Kotel, just thanking the nation that he came here 
looking um, to, he came to strengthen and yet he left strengthened. He came mm-hmm. to Israel saying to the people that his daughter died for an ulterior motive that is higher than anything that he can understand. Yet she, you know, um, the people gave him the strength. And then ultimately the Torah, the Jewish scroll, the Jewish law, the Jewish way of life is what we all live for. And uh, there has been a special Torah that had been um, dedicated the, to the families of captives. Right. They were written in the Torah, in the Kotel Plaza. People participated. And Mike, just to, to paint the mm. picture, you know, one thing that Israel really proud was proud about before the unfortunate shenanigans that happened before the war where the country was really split along religious lines yeah. is that we were a country of diversity and yet we were united. The war really has shown that. But what the, the nation was proud about is that we were united before this, even though these seems to be fractious events that happened. And when you look at this thing like writing a Sefer Torah, where Jews of all different backgrounds, all different walks of life come together at the focal point of Jewish life, which is the Kotel, the closest point to the temple, which God will be built speedily in our days, to come together and stand and say, we are one as a nation, mm-hmm. then it gives us a sense that we are going forward and we are going to be able to overcome this. Indeed. Um, I'm sure your news has been awash. Yes. The ceasefire. Indeed. All the different things pro and against. The, the, the feeling here on the ground is that Israel wants to eradicate Hamas. But yet sure. I was talking to a group of fathers, all of us with children in Gaza, and none of us, thank God, have anybody who's been captured. Mm-hmm. And we all turned around to each other and said, if our children were God forbid missing or unknown, and there was a chance that through some deal we could get our children back or we could help other families get the children, the children back, the level of negotiation, the psyche is totally different. Yeah. You're prepared to put it on the table to get them back. And that is the tightrope that the government walks, mm-hmm. is the release, release of, the, of, of our hostages and at the same time securing the safety of the nation going forward. It's a terrible terrible predicament and all I can say to everybody out of Israel, Israel never asked for this war, Israel doesn't want this war, we are not proud that Palestinians Gazans are suffering and we are certainly heartbroken with every one of our precious boys that get killed or or are Mm. injured Mm. and all we want is for this to stop Indeed, and it's a simple Avi, sorry, if yeah, I, yes. Avi, yes. sorry, if I can come in there, um, I, I'd like yeah. to just revisit uh, um, a news item that uh, I carried in one of my bulletins. I stand corrected. This was about two days ago regarding um, yeah. a dedication of of scrolls, uh, two scrolls. Am I correct towards yes. uh, the cause and correct. the people? So, if you can just give us uh, some detail as to how that went, because that was a pretty prominent occasion. It was one of many prominent occasions. So first of all, I encourage everybody to go to the cottle.org. Mm-hmm. These beautiful videos and there are beautiful pictures as to what happened over there. And to my point, there were many diverse people coming together 
to write mm. this scroll and to get dedication to those who are missing. And, um, you know, please go on through this act of unity. And the Torah we know has, you know, um, is our idea of unifying all the Jewish people together. We should have a unity and our people should uh, be able to become come home. All the hostages across Gaza and the Gazans themselves should have respite and be able to rebuild their lives. Indeed. Avi, something else I wanted to run by you. You did mention... You did point out that uh, given the circumstances in the Holy Land at the moment, tourism is down, um, those frequenting the Qatar, uh, the numbers frequenting the Qatar are limited at the moment. Um, I ca- I'm, I'm thinking of um, an issue regarding uh, the youth, how the youth... Uh, you know, take take prayer in this day and age, as you say, what the Qatar represents. Do, do you see, despite the numbers being down, any sign that the youth are now taking the meaning of the Qatar seriously and uh, the, the principle of worship in their lives? Because that has been a contentious issue as, as of late regarding how the youth is embracing their uh, their cultures and their religions. It is. Thank you so much for bringing up this point. Mm. Just yesterday, um, our nephew who lives in London is learning in Jerusalem, walked with his whole class down through the Arab Quarter, stopped at the plaque that is up on the wall dedicated to Ellie's murder, and spent time there before going on to the Kotel. And they made that, that trip specifically because they were going to the Kotel to pray. And they wanted to give it mm. gravitas emphasis by dedicating that walk to Ellie. Um, and when we talk about the youth, the other day I had to go to our synagogue, to our shul, one evening just to pick up something that I had forgotten. And mm-hmm. I'm not aware of the day-to-day events that happened. Sure. Mike, there were youngsters from all over the country, from the West Bank, from other cities, not just from Modi Inn where I live. Sitting and making tzitzit, those are the four-cornered garments that Jewish men wear okay. in order to make sure that our soldiers do it. So, yes, our youth are involved. They are finding something that touches them, mm-hmm. and everybody doing something to make sure that in their own way they contribute to the peace that hopefully this war will bring. Indeed. Well, indeed, we hope we're contributing all to peace is what we want. And as you quite rightly pointed out, Avi, what we stand for, we don't want this war. We're not against anyone. We want it to end. We want a situation where peaceful nations coexist in peace for forever. That's what we want. Avi, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining us once again this afternoon. Let's hope we can meet again next week. Avi K, guide for the Kotel Institute of Jerusalem.